Hey guys, this is Din. And this is Rish. And welcome to Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon podcast. So guys, we are on Z-Talk number 19. Holy cow, I can't even believe it. Yeah, we're getting to that point already. Um, Din, you had a couple things that you wanted to say before we get rolling in this podcast. Yeah, I just wanted to remind everybody about our new setup here with the community segments and our new time restraint of 8 minutes. So if you're wanting to send in segments, make sure they're under 8 minutes long and try to think of some community type segments you can send in. Alright. Um, as well, Din, you wanted to ask about some of the old contributors getting back in touch with you. Uh, it's not even just old contributors, it's all contributors. I have created a um, chat on Skype for all the Zelda podcast contributors, Zelda Dungeon podcast contributors, and if you'd like to be in that chat and hang out and you know have some fun and talk about the podcast and about segments or about life in general, um, all you need to do is add me on Skype and just say that you'd like to be in that chat, and if you are a contributor, I can add you to that chat. And, um, yeah, so my contact name is in the description below. Alright. Um, as well, Jonathan, I remember seeing a comment that you made about the intro volume for the intro music. Uh, Din, I believe, has corrected that, so it should be louder for this podcast. I'm trying! Yeah, she's she's trying pretty good. Um, so, also, one thing I noticed as I was going through a lot of the comments in the comment section below podcast number 18 is there's a lot of you guys out there dropping some smack talk on uh, Colonel Majora. And you know what? I gotta say, I need to see more comers because uh, we're hoping to get through the list a little more quickly here, and we'll talk about that more next time on the next podcast podcast number 20 so keep those um applications coming in for the keaton quiz also i want to address um two things that were said in the segment sec- or in the comments section uh Bomos asked about the youtube uploads so just to reiterate all of that they are behind because there's so many of them and uh we are planning to get through all of them Wind Waker Link also asked about making segments. Guys, if you want to make segments, that's awesome. We want as many segments as we can get. There's a link in the description below that will take you to a thread on our forums that is called Making Your Own Podcast Segment, and you can find all the information you're looking for there. All right, you guys. So, um, <clears throat> also as well, one thing that I noticed when going through the comments, and Din has pointed this out gleefully to me. <laughs> I tried to hide it from her. But, um... It seems like everyone that commented on the little bloopers that she tossed in at the end uh, really enjoyed them, so that's fantastic. So we'll continue to do that, I promise. So as we screw up, we'll continue to do that, she promises. I'm hoping that I'm not going to screw up anymore. It'll just be her. I got a lot of you screwing up, actually. Oh, shh. Quiet, you. Anyways, guys, we're going to get into the podcast, so get ready, buckle your seatbelts, and let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the community tip this month. Um, as you can probably already figure out, I'm not Jason. This is Rishian, your ZTalk co-host. Um, we can't find Jason anywhere. I think he's fallen into a hole or something. I don't know. 
sent to Termina, apparently, Din was saying. Anyways, so because I was kind of thrown into this at the very last minute, I'm going to give you a very simple community tip to help you in your adventures on Zelda Dungeon. The community tip is this. Don't call me Rishi. Ever. Rishian is okay. Rish is okay. Rishi I'm not okay with. It is a little too close to fishy. And I am not fishy or suspicious at all. I am simply Rish. Or Rishian. Whichever way you want to do it. Anyways, Din's coming and I'm trying to actually hide this from her so that she gets a nice surprise community tip. Anyways, so remember, not Rishi. And if I end up doing this next month, you guys will get a real good community tip. Anyways, this is Rish, and I'll talk to you later. Alright, so first up here on Z Talk, the Zelda Dungeon Podcast, we have Colonel Majora. Back with his second segment, um, Colonel has uh, decided to start a line of podcasts segments here on our podcast and um this one's really cool guys because he is doing a response to an old segment done by another person this is great this is the first time we've ever had this this is awesome do more people want to do this i think it would be very nice if more people did this um definitely when he talks about going back and listening to an old podcast first please do that they're all available on itunes and they're also all available on the website, so please go back, listen to all of them from day one, see how we've evolved. And if there's something that uh, you want to do a response to, please, we welcome that. So. Alright, so Colonel Majora, take it away. Hello, Dungeon Explorers, this is Colonel Majora again, here to bring you my Z-Talk segment, Colonel's Claims. I'm happy to be back after making my last submission. I wanted to make another one on a new idea, only I couldn't think of anything great at the time. But as I listened to the old podcasts, every now and then I noticed that I sort of had my own thoughts on some of the topics brought up by the other site members. And one topic that I really, really liked was the undead of Hyrule, talked about by a random person uh, from podcast number three. Um, if you haven't heard this submission, please go back and listen to it before you hear this. Uh, Random deserves that much. Random talks about how he thinks each type of undead creature in Hyrule is created, whether it's your simple re-dead or the ghost of Dompe the Gravedigger. Uh, and I thought, he's come up with a really good submission, but I don't really agree with everything he's saying, so I'm here to go over the points he brought up and give my own theory on them. First off, quick disclaimer, this topic of the Hyrulean Undead is the original idea of random person. I'm merely giving my own opinions on the points he brought up. Random, if you're listening right now, I swear I'm not saying you're wrong about anything. And I'm certainly not saying that I'm right. I'm just comparing my theories to yours. I respect your opinion, and I hope that you enjoy hearing about mine. Uh, anyway... Let's get started. First off, I agree that the outcome is not random, and since Mr. Random Person says that each creature comes to be for a reason, uh, since he, and since he seems like your standard expert on randomness, I'll take his word for it. 
now for the actual creatures. First up, Redeads. Everybody's favorite. Random said, to become a Redead, you must die, have your body remain intact, and then be summoned back to the land of the living to guard, protect, or watch over something. This is very fair, but I think that to become a Redead, you have to, again, die and remain intact. Only, instead of being summoned back, I believe that you must be so wishful to remain in the world that you come back on your own. I think the ones guarding the graves and the temples in Ocarina of Time and in Iconic Castle and Majora's Mask are the late guards of their specific areas who want to remain and do their duties. The ones in Ganon's strongholds must be uh, old minions or accomplices that wish to keep working for or with him. And the ones in Arbiter's Grounds in Twilight Princess could be the old prisoners who died in jail and didn't want to die the way they did. And by the way, if you heard my last submission, you'll know what I mean when I say that I think the the, the Arbiter's Grounds Redeads might be the remains of previously imprisoned Gyarados. Go back and listen to my last submission if you want to know what I mean by that. If you don't already know. Anywho, on to the Gibdos, the mummies of Hyrule. It seems that Mr. Random thinks the Gibdos creation is similar to the way I think of the Redeads creation. He says that, um, that they want something physical before they move on. Again, I'm not saying anything Mr. Random says is wrong, but there's a few flaws. One, Gibdos aren't just Redeads wrapped in cloth all the time. In, in Minish Cap, they are actually Stalfos wrapped in cloth, but that is not actually a big deal, and I'll tell you why in a minute when I get to the point of the Stalfos. But anyway, a bigger factor uh, is that they only really want physical things in uh, the caves in Icon near Iconic Castle and Majora's Mask. Otherwise, they're just guarding areas with lots of dead things. So technically, they just serve as Redeads and Stalfos only wrapped up. I mean, in Twilight Princess, the Redeads are partially wrapped up like Gibdos, but they're still just Redeads. So mummif mummification aside, nothing really different between them and Redeads and Stalfos. But on to the race of the Stalfos. This can include the Stalfos, Stalfos Warriors, Stal Children, Stal Hounds, Stal Troops, Stal Lord, the King of Icona, his subordinates, and on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, basically anything that's a skull or a skeleton. Just keep that in mind. Um, Random said that the Stal people of Termina were all from Icona, and the ones in Ocarina of Time are the people who get lost in the Lost Woods. There's plenty of ed evidence of these things, but... Uh, I believe all of them are similar to the Gibdos in the way that their existence is merely physiological. I think that the reason that they're around is that their bodies decomposed enough for them to be mere skeletons. This fact makes sense in the fact that everyone who gets lost in the Lost Woods turns into a Stalfos because of wild organisms in a large forest that would make decomposition faster. They have previously been redeads or something like that, but due to decomposition of flesh, as nasty and gross as that is, they're now all bone. That's all for them. But now the much bigger topic, spirits. Now, for me, this includes what random person called sp spirits, the, the people that he called them. Um, Poes of all kinds, the Garrows, Hero Shade, and the Sages. I'm not going to go through everything that Mr. Random said because I'm kind of on 
I've got a lot to say here, which is why I'm talking so fast, so I'll get right to it. Um, when I say spirits, I mean disembodied souls that, or what remains when the physical body of someone is gone. But the specific types of spirits I'm thinking of is vengeful spirits. Lore, state, lore states that vengeful spirits wish for something so bad, that they, and for so long, that they reside in the world. Much like re-deads, and, and they go mad without satisfaction of their wishes, and often without physical interaction, giving them a chance to satisfy their wishes on their own. Spirits like Queen Rutella, Dompe the Gravedigger, uh, Twin Rova, after they were defeated, either they haven't been long, dead long enough, or they have a strong enough will to remain calm and collected, making them your standard ghosts. This, and these would also include the Garros, who would want to remain and protect the Iconic Kingdom, and Hero's Shade, who would want to teach you his skills. And I agree with the random person in the fact that the Sages are also spirits. Uh, they have to be awakened, quote-unquote, right? Uh, well, after dying, uh, something in their subconscious keeps them from moving on. And after delving into those hidden inner thoughts, they realize that being a Sage is what's keeping them around. But finally, there's those ordinary people who can't keep their cool and give in to the violent insanity of being a powerless ghost. Yep, it's the Pose. Pose are typically pointless, hardcore ghosts. If you look at the various Pose in the Zelda series, they all seem angry at you at first, if not perpetually, for no real reason. The Pose, Big Pose, Guineas from certain games, they all just simply get angry at you for stepping on your on their territory or on their gravesite. The Poe's sisters outright stop your progress through the Ocarina of Time Forest Temple, but are a bit calmer in Majora's Mask. Uh, Jalhala from Wind Waker, yeah, he just, he's just a plain old monster, so let's not even regard him. The only exception seems to be the Composer Brothers and the Haunted Wasteland Guide of Ocarina of Time. I think that these Poe's are on the verge of being violent spirits, but not quite. I mean, the Haunted Wasteland Guide could be close, but not quite there. The Composer Brothers, on the other hand, are a bit different. In Ocarina of Time, they react to your presence and attack, but stop when they find out you're not evil. In Majora's Mask, only Sharp is especially nasty. And don't ask me why this is. This is a bit confusing, and it's anyone's guess. But, uh, yeah, and there's my ramble for you about undead things. Um... Yeah, it's all the time I have now for Colonel's Claims. Thanks again to Random Person for making such an awesome podcast submission in podcast number three and having some other great ideas for theories and stuff like uh, the Red Star Theory from the Majora's Mask Month podcast last November and uh, his hilarious commercial break from the Christmas podcast in December. Uh, if I find that I think any of anything related to another person's old podcast submission, I'll try looking into it and recording again, and give my own thoughts. Until then, please give me feedback at colonelmajora at gmail.com, that's C-O-L-O-N-E-L-M-A-J-O-R-A at gmail.com, and if you're hearing this random person again, I please don't think that I don't respect your opinion, because I really do. Otherwise, I would not have been as interested in responding to your submission as I am. Anyways, I'll send things back to Dan and Rish, and thanks again for listening, and happy gaming!
Alright, thank you very much for that submission, Colonel Majora. You send us such great submissions. Please keep them coming. And uh, I'd like to make a personal note by saying good luck to you at the end of this podcast in the Keaton Quiz. Let's see if you can hold on to that top spot. Oh, and I'm going to throw you under the bus, Rish, um, as asked by Colonel, personally. Um, what? You owe him ice cream. He wants his ice cream. How? Why? Last podcast, you promised him ice cream. I, I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you don't. Well, Colonel, there you go. I did it publicly, and now he's held to it. Okay? I, don't, I, I, I don't remember making this deal. You guys, do you guys remember making this deal? Din, don't cut me off. Don't cut me off. It's time for the mailbag! Alright guys, welcome to the Z-Talk Zelda Dungeon Podcast Mailbag. We have quite a few voice questions for you today. Five to be in completely factual. Exact? Exact, whatever. (laughs) And uh, we have a couple text questions for you as well. So we're going to get right into it. Our first one comes from Drew. Hey guys, this is uh, this is Drew, Drew21, DR3W21, whatever you want to call me. I prefer to be called Drew, but you know, whatever, um, from the Zelda Dungeon forums. And I was wondering, do you guys think of Dark Link and Shadow Link as the same person? Because I, I always kind of thought of them as two different people, in a sense, but, but evidently other people don't think the same. So how do you guys feel on this topic of topicness? Well, uh, Drew... If you want a completely canonical and based in all-complete fact answer, you should email Axel the Beast, because he can probably give you a more status-based um, uh, question answer to your question. Um, but my opinion on the whole deal is that they are different people, that Shadow Link from Four Swords and, and all that, that he is actually his own character, a manifestation of Link's evil side, um, and that Dark Link is simply a reflection of Link... Um, created by Ganon's Evil Magic to be a um, enemy, that he's not actually a character. But I think when people refer to Dark Link the character, they mean Shadow Link. They're just saying Dark Link. See, and personally for me, I think that uh, Shadow Link is not necessarily evil. He's just, you know, kind of that gray area when it comes to being good or bad. Whereas... Dark Link is, as Din said, that direct reflection. So, whereas Link is good, he is evil. Link is this, he is that. So, he's just all the bad stuff of Link pulled out and personified. Whereas Shadow Link is simply just shades of grey. He's not necessarily evil. Alright, second question? Hey, Din and Rish, this is Colonel Majora. I was wondering if you guys thought that a Zelda game will ever be rated M, and if so, for what reasons? The Legend of Zelda, rated M for mature. For blood, gore, and violence. And kisses. And kisses? Oh, well, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Possibly. Rishi. It, it still doesn't sound right, though. The Legend of Zelda, rated M for mature. No, I don't think they would, um ever do that, but I think if it ever were to be rated M, it would be for violence and gore. 
we'll, we'll just see how it goes. If we ever get to the point where we're like Australia, maybe they'll rate it M because they rate everything M. Alright, let's move on to the next one, also by Colonel Majora. Hi again, Din and Rish. This is Colonel Majora again. I've noticed over the course of the Zelda series that partners have been made to never be able to be seen again. You know, in Minish Cap, Ezlo goes back to the Minish Realm and seals the gate. In Twilight Princess, Midna seals herself inside of the Twilight Realm and then breaks the mirror. And in Wind Waker, the King of Red Lions, or the King of Hyrule, seals himself in Hyrule forever. But do you think that a partner will ever legitimately die in the series? It's a little morbid, but do you think it could happen? Yes. <laughs> Straight, direct, and to the point. Simply, yes. I think that it is bound to happen sooner or later. Uh, I think that they kind of tried to do this, actually, a little bit, or have the impact of it without actually doing it. In Twilight Princess, after the second phase of the Ganondorf battle, after Beast Ganon, um, we were made to believe that she died, and we got an emotional response out of ourselves and Link. Um, and I think that that was kind of their first attempt at that and seeing how it would work. Um, I'm not sure how well it did or didn't work, but um, for me, I mean, I certainly responded quite well. Not well, but you know what I mean. To be expected. Um, I personally think that they will have it where they have a point where sh your partner will simply sacrifice themselves, actually dying, in order to stop whatever main enemy. So, let's go on to the next one. By, uh, Trollface Triforce. Hi, Dan. Hi, Rush. This is, well, formerly Link's Triforce, but seeing as I've set up a disc account, I'm now Trollface Triforce. Yeah, a question. If you could play an instrument that's including all NPC instruments, like Malon's voice, the monkey voice, and Sheik's harp... If you could play one of those, which one would it be? Thanks again. Trophos Trifles. Uh, I pick Sheik's Harp. Uh, I didn't like the harp in Skyward Sword, but I would probably pick Sheik Sheik's Harp. There you go. Out of the options you gave me. Um, I would have to go with the Zora guitar, because I can play guitar in real life. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Or the baton from Wind Waker. Then I can... The Wind Waker. Yeah. Uh, then I can conduct the entire group. There you go. Hey, Din. Hey, Rish. Once again, it is Trollface Triforce. <clears throat> Excuse me. You may not have played Fire Emblem, but what do you think of the idea that a Zelda game could be made in the style of Fire Emblem with the turns and the different weapons you can acquire, and all those different abilities. I'm not saying I support this view, but I just would like some feedback on it. Thanks. Sorry to be a bother if I am. Trollface Trifles. Uh, I'd like to say that you're not a bother. Voice questions are never a bother, at least as long as they're good questions. Um, I'm going to pass this over to Rish, as I've never actually played Fire Emblem, and he has. Alright, so first things first... I have thought about this kind of idea before. Um, I think it would be a great idea if it were executed properly. That being said, so having a development team like the people that worked on Fire Emblem or Golden Sun or one of those RPG-style games, 
but having the team from Nintendo that did The Legend of Zelda actually come up with all the mythos, come up with the items, come up with the abilities, things like that, so the non-technical aspect. Because if they do it that way, then they can tell the story a lot better. But if they just... It could go either way. It could be either amazing, or they can butcher it so badly it joins the ranks of the CDI games. So, we have uh, a couple text questions here as well. The first one is from Z-Link. Oh, first two are from Z-Link. And the first one is... One, how do I send in a voice question? Din? It's really easy. All you need is recording software and a mic. Um, get yourself uh, a mic and your question and tell us your name and your question. Make it really short. Um, and uh, email it to our email, just like you did with uh, sending in this question. And our email again, just to make sure it is below, but it's dinandrish at gmail.com. All right, and the second question is for us and it's uh is it hard easy or fun being the two main people on z talk i'd say it's all of the above um it's a a ton of fun and um i really like i love the podcast i think it's fantastic uh, and i'd never want to give it up but sometimes it can be stressful just because there's school and other things going on in life but um i love it it's, it is really fun. I wouldn't say any single part of it is easy. There's a lot of work that goes into these podcasts. Like, if the podcast's about an hour, we spend probably three or more hours working on it. So, it is quite a bit of time. Anyways, so we're going to move on to the next question. Uh, this one's an anonymous question from a text message service. It's um, asking, hey, if you could have any weapon from any Zelda game, what would it be and why? So what weapon would you have, Din? Probably the Master Sword. Oh, well, that that's just because it's Evil's Bane. Yeah, the Sword of Evil's Bane. Um, my favorite weapon in the entire series is the Double Claw Shot from Twilight Princess, but I think I've said that a few times. For sure. Uh, for me, you know what? Something, something, just a crazy thought. I want bomb arrows. Because then, you know, I could just fire it off, and then my neighbor's house that's been blocking my view ever since they put it up would be gone, and then I'd be able to watch the sunset. Oh, come on, Rish. What? That's not very ethical. It's okay, though. Next question. Oh, fine. Okay, and the last question we're going to touch on today is also by Z-Link, and it's asking, who do you think Link's girlfriend is? I don't think he has a girlfriend. Um, however, you most of you know my thoughts on the non-beloved princess. <laughs> oh, I mean beloved princess. Um, I would probably pick for Link. Uh, as a girlfriend, I would pick Midna in her more humanoid form. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, for me, I would have to go with Malon. Because she's just a good, homegrown girl, you know. She's <laughs> farming. I think she could straighten him out from his crazy adventuring days. Oh, yes. Well, and also, I'd like to just say that I think it would be hilarious to actually give Ruto the chance to, um, uh, uh have Link as 
her boyfriend? I'm trying to say that in a PG-rated fashion. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh. Fish kisses. A any anyways, while I try to shake off that thought, that's all we have time for for the mailbag. So uh, keep listening, and we've got way more questions for you guys later. But please don't let that deter you. If you have a question, please send it to our... Email voice questions get priority as we've said before, but if you are only up for text questions, please feel free to send us those as well. segment comes from ruler of your face sorry about uh calling you something slightly different last time we had you we gotta write this time i hope if we don't i apologize then you're on your own <laughs> all right so um this time i believe he's talking about fan-made music this is a fantastic topic uh we've had some music topics before but we have never talked about fan-made musics man you send us great stuff all right so take it away Hello again, this is Ruler of Your Face, and I'm here today to talk about fan-made music that people like to do for Zelda games. I uh, I make fan-made music myself, actually, on my uh, YouTube channel. You see me a lot on the forums and uh, on the comments. I uh, leave lots of comments. I have the goo-ball icon, so uh, my YouTube channel is Ruler of Your Face, but that's besides the point. Um, I've heard some really good fan-made Zelda music out there. Um, there's one, uh, it's a remix of The Battle of the Windfish by, uh, I think his name is Fox Amore. And, um, also Radio Hyrule is something that I've come across recently. And, uh, I haven't been able to track down all of the, uh, pieces, but most of them on Radio Hyrule are arrangements of Zelda pieces, and they are just amazing. And I really recommend if you're doing homework or something... Well, I'm sure there are lots of adults on the forums, but to just listen to Radio Hyrule, because there are some... If you like Zelda music, which I assume you do, considering that you're listening to this podcast, and it is just amazing. I will sit for hours just listening to that. And, I mean, it, it can be a little distracting, but it's just so great. Some of my favorite music in Zelda that has been remixed, um, besides Ballad of the Windfish, would have to be The Song of Storms, of course. That's an amazing one. Especially when they take the electric guitar and they do the Song of Storms. I think that just sounds so great. Like, heavy metal Song of Storms. And I'm not that big on heavy metal myself. Ew, well, I do like Stradivarius. That's a good band. But what else? There is um everything in Wind Waker, pretty much. Wind Waker is beautiful. It's so Irish. I, I don't know why. Zelda has a lot of great cultural music, that's for sure. It, um... I don't... I mean, I'm trying to think of any... It doesn't really have that much... I mean, Latin, I guess. I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, Gerudo Valley's kind of reminds because they have the Spanish guitar style thing going, but well, I'm kind of a music lover, so. Uh, I mean, I have some fan-made Zelda stuff. I have a fan-made Wind Waker theme on my channel, so. Some of the people on the forums have seen it and liked it. Uh, Green Link Lego, for one. He's pretty cool. Um, what else? I'm a big fan of the music in Spirit Tracks. I think that that music is actually some of the best music in Zelda games. And I know that sounds odd coming from a side story Zelda game, but boy oh boy. 
Uh, especially the um, when you first enter the snow realm, that music is quite good. And um, there's one thing though that's kind of bothered me about some of the portable games is that the voicing and uh, I mean orchestration, especially in the final song, the big moment in Spirit Tracks, I thought was done poorly. The uh, just the the sound of the choir, like the voice they gave. I guess it was Zelda singing, I guess, but it just it sounded so fake unbelievably fake and it actually you know it sounded worse than ocarina of times you know what is it the shadow temple that it sounded worse than that and i thought that they you know it was such a beautiful melody line in spirit tracks when you know right before you're about to fight the final boss the other will sing but i mean if you listen to it it's just the most you know poorly done midi file i get midi sound for that and I hope that with Skyward Sword, they won't go back to using MIDI, because I know I like Zelda music a lot, but what I just like more is the reorchestrated Zelda music when they use better instrument sounds, and, and just real instruments. I don't know, I'm just a big fan of very crisp sounds and just very realistic sounds instead of those MIDIs. Because once you, you know, it just, I don't know, it detracts from the experience a bit. I mean not it doesn't really detract from it but it just you you kind of you, you're not supposed to think about how real the music is it's supposed to be that good when you hear this fake midi sounds it you you think about it and you say ooh that wasn't i don't know i at least i do and i think that when you have the real big orchestra sounds it just engrosses you into the game it pulls you in and it just you feel like you're in it, I guess, and I, I know that sounds weird to say that because normally there are other things you think about when it comes to pulling you into a game besides its music. But I think a, I think that good, a good score and a good sounding score is one of the most important things about a video game. And you know, Zelda probably has the best music in any video game. I mean, there's the Mario Galaxy soundtracks. And those, see, the, that's what I'm talking about. I wish Zelda had music like that. It's extremely epic extremely well done music the the orchestration in that is is amazing the colors in that music is just so it's it's there's so many different themes in those soundtracks and just the main theme is also i'm a big fan of the main theme of mario galaxy but um i think zelda could do really well if it just had orchestra from now on um okay uh thank you this has been ruler of your face and uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks a lot for that segment, Ruler of Your Face. You know what? I, I really enjoyed it. So keep those kinds of submissions coming, guys. Yes, thank you so much. Hope to hear from you again. Alright guys, so next up we have Ganon Slayer. And he's going to talk to us about art styles. So I think he means the different art styles between some of the different games. Is that what you mean, Den? Uh, I think so. He wants to talk to us about what um, they kind of remind him of and what he thinks of them. Sounds good. Alright, we're going to turn it over to Ganon Slayer. Um, hello people, um... This is uh, Ganon Slayer, and today I'm going to be talking about um, 
Different art styles in The Legend of Zelda, um, how they were received, how much I like them, and uh, what they remind me of. So I'm going to be skipping the first two games, um, The Legend of Zelda and um, The Adventure of Link, because because of the graphical limitations of the Nintendo Entertainment System, they really didn't have a specific art style. Um, although it seemed to me that um, the Adventure of Link was definitely a um, was definitely darker than the first one. Um, and then uh, that we move on to um, a Link to the Past. This one had a bright and um, colorful yet dark art style, which it reminded me of a lot of um, Scarlet Sword. Um, the, the way, like, everything, all, like, the, the environment seemed to kind of pop out at you, but, um, and this game, it, it wasn't just the art styles, but the mood of the game. It had, um, it was bright and colorful at times, but really dark. That could just, a factor could just be that in the first five seconds of the game, your uncle gets a sword stuck through his throat, but, um, it's just really bright and colorful, but then if you like, let's say you're in the tutorial lunch in the castle, it's really depressing and really dark and has like this air of despair. Um, and then you have um, Link's Awakening. This one didn't exactly seem to have um, a distinct art style, but it seemed to be very comical just with the art style because you have tons of characters from like Mario coming in. And of course, Mario is never really that serious or dark whatsoever. Um, but you have, um, but it, it's kind of comical because it's not just the art style, but it's the characters as well. Um, if you take DX, um, it's 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 kind of bright. It, it's it's like a, it's a little like the Wind Waker actually, in the fact that it's bright but not. Um, so. Not really too much to touch upon upon um, Link's Awakening. Uh, then move on to uh, Ocarina of Time. Um, this one it reminded me a lot of puppets. This could just because be because of um, of the N64's um, graphical capabilities, but um, the characters seemed very puppet. Like um, I remember seeing um, a puppet show um, when I was really young with like people on marionettes, and it reminded me a lot of that. Um, and then, it, it reminded me a lot of early anime, like, um, Osama Tezuka's, um, Mighty Adam, or actually Astro Boy, but, um, and, uh, and Blackjack, because they had the huge freaking eyes, um, and kind of a stereotypical plot, um, and then, um, it's reminded me of just a lot of puppets and various old anime, um, then you have, um, Majora's Mask, which... It basically has the same art style than uh, of um, Ocarina of Time, but it's it's like puppet-like and anime-like, but it definitely seems darker. The textures are definitely um, more advanced and better, um, and it just seems to be um, it just has kind of a darker feel. Not just the game, but the art style. Like all of the colors seem. Um, oh, is it just me who thinks that um, Link's tunic is a shade darker? Skull Kid has, no nah, man, but, um, it's, it's, um, you have the, um, I think there was an expansion pack that you used with Majora's Mask, I haven't played the game yet, um, um, and it, it gives you, it, like, some added, um, graphical capabilities, like, um, I, like, I think in the opening scenes have, like, the blur effect, but, um, 
and that gave it a little more real realism. Um, now I move on to, I believe the demo they showed at Space World 2000, um, it depicted a Link that was basically Ocarina of Time 3D Link in like an 11 second battle with um, Ganondorf. Um, people really liked this art style. Um, uh, again, it was it was realistic, but not at the same time. Um, uh, so it, it definitely it showed an older, more mature. Um, well, actually, maybe not older, but it had a more mature looking Link um, because of the GameCube. It was it, it was kind of like. Hmm. How do I put this? Um, it, it's like a hmm. actually it's, it's like Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it's just Ocarina of Time 3D. Those graphics, but on the GameCube. Um, and people thinking this art style would be the definite one they were using. Um, got really excited, and then ha ha ha, they released Wind Waker. Ha <laughs> fun times. Um, <sighs> Wind Waker. Really. The initial, like, reception for this was, I hate it. Like, not all people felt that way, but a lot, but many, many people did. Um, me, personally, I don't think it's a bad art style. I, I believe it was a necessary change. Um, it, it had a really, really lighthearted feel with the art style. The characters, again, gigantic eyes, outrageous character models. You have, like, an Eskimo walking around on, like, five-inch legs on, like, a tropical island. So, that's just a weird moment, but, um, it was lighter. The cell shading definitely added to that. Um, it's just, it, it had a really light-hearted feel. Um, it also, for some reason, I, I feel like it needed, like, an accordion soundtrack mixed with Celtic music, um, uh, during the Wind Waker, I just felt like it needed that, but I, I don't know, it's just my opinion, um, and, uh, it, the, all the characters are very cartoonish and bubble-headed, um, and then, uh, we move on to Twilight Princess, this is one art style that people loved and what they really wanted, um, it, it was, it was quite realistic, um, and and Link had, well, in later anime, um, most um, most characters have definitely have smaller eyes, but they still have exaggerate, but but they're still pretty big. Um, and I believe that Link from Twilight Princess definitely had that. Um, it was quite realistic and dark. Um, and no matter what you say about muddy colors. And no matter what you'll say about it being too dark and how you can't distinguish colors and stuff, I still think it's the best art style that's currently released. Skyward Sword might beat it, but I doubt it. Um, uh, so, and it, 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 although, granted, the colors in Harrow Field did tend to blend together because it was kind of a shade of dark greens and browns, I still think it's the best um, uh, art style today. Um, now move on to upcoming Skyward Sword. Um, it reminded me of A Link to the Past, but 3D. Um, because you have it's dark, but um, but it's it's really colorful but dark, and it, it kind of has well in playing Link to the Past. 
all the colors seem to kind of pop out at you in all the environments, and it does the same thing with Skyward Sword. Um, a lot of people from E3, uh, um, E3 2010, they did not like it. They thought that it should be, well, earlier, I think it was 2009, they released concept art where you have Link, he's not holding a sword, um, and behind him is, um, I think her name is Fee, you know, um, standing behind him. I haven't really read any spoilers yet because I don't want to kill myself with the game. Um, but, um, actually no, by the time this is probably up, it'll probably have come out by then, so whatever. Um, but a lot of people didn't like it because they really wanted the realistic art style of Twilight Princess. And by the way, if you hear screaming, that's probably my sister creepily watching, um, High School Musical. He's 15. Yeah, um, anyway, um, so, Axel touched upon this, um, after E3 2010, when it was first revealed. Said it reminded him a lot of, um, of watercolor, and that is true. It, it, it definitely has the same kind of textures and stuff as, um, as, like, a watercolor painting. It reminded me of, I think it's a Monet, actually, no, it's not, it's not a Monet, but, um, I forget what artist it was. You have like this couple. They're sitting in um, they're it, they're on like a river. They're sitting in a canoe, and I think one of them's reading a book. Um, I, it could have been Monet. I, I forget who's the one who did who did like tons of really really short brush um brush strokes. I know people really didn't like him. I think it was an impressionist. Could have been Monet, but whatever. Um, and it was very uh, the characters are quite anime like, but more so of Twilight Princess. Um. Uh, that kind of style. Um, now, this is one of my favorites, probably my second, but my first is still Twilight Princess. Um, and then, now the games that I haven't touched upon, because I really, really don't like them. Um, Rent Tomorrow Glass and Spirit Tracks. I believe that they tried to copy the Wind Waker style onto, um, onto the DS. And because of the graphical capabilities of the system, it did not work. Um, see, Wind Waker looked really good because it wasn't exactly that pixelated. Because it wasn't really pixelated, it was really smooth. But these games, it, it, they, I really feel like it couldn't handle... It just didn't really work. All the characters were kind of pixelated. Their heads were way too big for their bodies. And it, I, just, I just really don't like it. Um... And basically, th those are my least favorite Zelda games, not just the art styles, anyway. Um, well, unless you count the CDI, but in my mind, those don't exist. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was my submission. Um, hope you like it. Um, adios. Alright, thank you, Ganon Slayer, for your views on the different art styles in the different Zelda games. And now, the Keaton Quiz. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Keaton Quiz. This is Zetox Game Show, where two contestants are asked ten questions from three different categories. The Legend of Zelda, 
where they must show their knowledge of the games in the series, Z-Tunes, where they must name the title of a song and what game the song is from, and Zelda Dungeon, where they show their knowledge of our website. Legend of Zelda and Zelda Dungeon questions are worth one point each. Z-Tunes questions are worth two points, one for the correct title and one for the correct game. Contestants have 15 seconds to buzz in and 15 seconds after buzzing to answer a question correctly. If a contestant buzzes before the question has been read in its entirety, the remainder of the question will not be read. If a contestant buzzes in and hesitates for more than the 15 seconds or gives a wrong answer, his or her opponent may steal a chance at the question. At this time, the question may be reread. All questions and answers are created from Zelda Dungeons web pages. The winner of the game becomes the champion and moves on to the next round to challenge a new opponent. Anyone can be a contestant on the Keaton Quiz, but all applicants should note that cheating of any kind is grounds for disqualification. Good luck to all of our contestants! Just as a disclaimer to this Keaton Quiz, there are Skyward Sword questions in the following quiz, so if you don't want spoilers, don't listen to this quiz. Spoiler alert here! So guys, uh, welcome back to the Keaton Quiz. We have our returning champion, Colonel Majora. Hi, everybody. And we have a new challenger, Chiraku. Hello? Hello. So, Colonel Majora, can I hear your buzzing sound, please? Yes, you can, good sir. Ding. Great. And Chiraku, can I hear your buzzing sound, please? <laughs> Lasers. I like it. Pew, pew. Let's pew. Less QQ, more pew pew. Anyways, so Din? Do you have anything you want to say to each other? I expect to keep my place. Um, not really. This is my first time, and I don't have much to say. <laughs> Alright. Fair enough. Well, if you're both ready then, we will get started. You ready? Yeah, ready. Alright, question number one. Category, The Legend of Zelda. Where can the mirror shield be found in Link's Awakening? Colonel. Oh, God. Link's Awakening. <laughs> um. Oh, man, I know every game that it's in except that one. Out of time. <laughs> Chiraku. Where can the mirror shield be found in Link's Awakening? I don't know. <laughs> Alright. That is incorrect. The correct answer is actually the Eagle's Tower. Yeah. Mm. I have to play Link's Awakening. <laughs> Alright. No points. Question number two. Category Zelda Dungeon. What symbol is used to represent a forum member's reputation points? Colonel. A heart container. Meter, heart meter. That is correct. My first C is on the dungeon question. I got right. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Well, there you go. Our leaders uh getting even better. Okay. Question number three. Category: Z tunes. Name the title of this song. Colonel. Um, the 
That is correct for two points. Cool. You are close, point. though. I heard Chiraku <laughs> buzz in after. I did, too. Gang closer. All right. Question number four. Category, The Legend of Zelda. From Skyward Sword. Who in the Knight Academy would you go to to ask about Loftwings? Colonel. Um. <laughs> Five seconds. Capora. Uh, yeah. You are out of time. Chiraku, from Skyward Sword. Who in the Knight Academy would you go to to ask about Loftwings? Um. Master Allen? I'm gonna say incorrect on that one. The correct answer is. Pippet. The man in yellow. I was gonna say him, but I didn't think it was him. Yeah, it's him. Oh, man. Right at the beginning, when Link's Loftwing is missing. Who did you. That's who you were told to go to to ask about Laugh Wings. Or is it the... like at the beginning of the game, right? Yes, the very beginning that was of the game. a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Question number five. Category, The Legend of Zelda. Name the five different realms in Spirit Tracks. Colonel. Um, the Snow Realm. The Forest Realm. The Fire Realm. The uh, ocean realm and the uh, the uh, dark realm. No, uh, that is incorrect. Chiraku, name the five different realms in Spirit Tracks. Forest, ice, fire, ocean, and uh, sand. That is correct! Chiraku's on the board! The game is now 3 to 1. Alright. Question number 6. Category Z-Tunes. Name the title of this song. <laughs> Colonel! Ah, oh, the great Gerardo Valley from Ocarina of Time. That it is for two points! Colonel's at five. Chiraku, you're at one. Alright. Chiraku. I pressed the buzzer. <laughs> Just a little slow. Just a little slow. Okay. Question number seven. Category Zelda Dungeon. Who on Zelda Dungeon's staff is the wiki administrator? Colonel! Steve. Yep. Everybody All right. I love Steve. You know Steve. 
Okay. Question. Our scoreboard is five to one. Question number eight. Category: The Legend of Zelda. What did the Wind Waker introduce to the Zelda series related to graphics? Colonel. Cell shading. Yes, it did. Alright, question number nine. Category The Legend of Z- The Legend of Zelda. Who in Skyloft has comment worthy hair and a desire to be alone with Zelda? Colonel. Gross. <laughs> the Grusinator. Yay! Everybody loves Gorus. That is probably my favorite question I've ever made. It's Pompadour. Alright. And question number 10, worth two points. Category Z-Tunes. Name the title of this song. Colonel. Fabulous Kirahim's theme. There we are. <laughs> that is correct for, for two. two. So the end game score is Colonel Majora 9, Chiraku 1. one. <laughs> hey, that's alright! Was it fun? Yeah. Good. Fun. You know what? I think... <laughs> no, Chiraku, I think you knew a bunch of those answers. It's just getting that. that buzzer in there before Colonel. I did. Was my buzzer ever actually heard? Yeah, oh, I, I heard you. I could hear you. You were just... He had got it in before you did. Okay. Alright. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did hear it every time, but it'd be like half a second after. Yeah. And my overambitiousness has prevailed. <laughs> Sometimes answering before he even knows if he knows the answer. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for playing, guys, and uh, we'll see Colonel again next time. He's somebody's got to kick him off his little get throne that he's I'm built. Not, I'm not going to give up, but somebody's got to beat me. He's getting comfy. He's got a little butt print on that throne. I got Good luck on the next one. Maybe you won't be so lucky. <laughs> oh. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for playing, guys. All right. See, See you next time, guys. See ya. See ya. Alright guys, so that's all we have time for here at Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope that you uh, found the conversation stimulating and the uh, Keaton quiz and stuff exciting. So uh, keep tuning in to Z-Talk, keep those missions coming in, keep those applications coming in, and we're going to head out for now. This was Din. And this was Rish. And this was Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon Podcast. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to listen to the bloopers! Oh, jeez. That's it for today, you guys. I'm Din. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're Din, Stop right? recording! Stop it! Stop it!